Hey, welcome to Life Changes Channel. I'm Dina Cord. I'm the host of this podcast, Life Changes Channel, as well as the publisher of Divorce Magazine Canada and Life Changes Magazine. Now that is a quarterly online digital magazine that you can read by just going online and following the link in our show notes. It comes out four times a year and there also are newsletters on the other months when there isn't a new magazine. You will find out all the news about our events, about podcast episodes, any specials or offers from our team of experts and professionals who can help you through your journey of divorce, separation, or some other type of major life change that you might be facing. There are a ton of resources. Check out the link in the show notes as well for our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com. There's a blog. There are links to articles. There's all our podcast episodes, as well as events, which include every two weeks, we have online divorce resource groups. So there's a support groups where you can meet our experts. Sometimes we have a keynote speaker that addresses a certain topic. At the very least, you won't feel alone. And you will know that there are others who are experiencing this, who care and want to help you. We do have a lot of very helpful resources. Now on today's show, I am so honored to bring to you Shailene McGinnis. She is an author. She's written this book, Self-Defense for Women, The Divorce Self-Defense for Women. She's written several books and they are so very informative and supportive. And she is actually an accountant that realized there's a gap in the knowledge that people have around divorce, especially for women, she writes, Uh, She has American versions. She has Canadian versions of her book. She has a podcast. She has so many resources to help support you and encourage you through your divorce or separation or some other type of a upheaval in your life where you aren't really sure how to deal with that. So make sure and check out her community. It is phenomenal. Let's meet Shailene now. Hello, Shailene. I am really, really excited to have you on the show today. Now for my audience, you are in for a treat. Shailene McGinnis is an author. She's a podcaster. She's a coach and speaker, but that's not where she started. She started with her own accounting business. And how did she get from this point to that point and doing what she's doing today? She's written a book that is phenomenal and we will tell you more about that. I'll have her explain all of the value that's in this book for for women out there. Now, Shailene, please tell us more about you. Tell us about your why. How did you get from this point to that point? And then I really, I want to hear more about all that you're doing with your work now to support women. It's, um, Mm -hmm. we have a lot in common. So I just, I'm so grateful for this connection. It is amazing how much we have in common. It was funny we were talking about that. Um, so it's it was amazing to me how how things come full circle. Um, I had started when I was in university. I wrote my fourth year thesis paper on wife abuse in the criminal justice system. This was my thesis paper. I was very passionate about. It. But uh, once I left university and I started in the world of corporate work and as an operations manager for years and years and years, and eventually I decided that um, I wanted to have children, but I didn't want to stay in the corporate world and have children. It just that was not going to work for me. So I decided I was going to start my own business. 
did not know what I was going to do at the time, but I'd been doing friends and family's income taxes for years. So I thought to myself, maybe I'll start a little accounting business out of the basement. You know, my husband built me a little office and uh, I started this accounting business. And within two weeks, I hired my first employee. And this was 13 years ago, yeah, 11, 12 years ago, 12 years ago, I hired my first employee after two weeks. She's still working with me. And wow. two weeks later, I hired my second employee. She's still working with me. And now we've got eight employees all together. Uh, we have a great accounting company. We help people with taxes, um, audits, any CRA issues, bookkeeping, making sure that people understand how to run a business and to, to make money, to make a living. So as we were doing this, then of course, in comes COVID. And when, when we got hit with COVID, it was so fast when everything had to flip and turn quickly, quickly, quickly. So as we were going through COVID and people were working from home and I started getting calls because we have over a thousand clients, we started getting calls from some of our current clients who I guess with the lockdowns, had found that they were in relationships that they were really realizing were unhealthy. They were uh, stuck in the house with someone who was an alcoholic or who verbally abused them, emotionally abused them, physically assaulted them. Um, there was also a lot, COVID, I think, hit women differently than men. Many women had to give up their jobs um, because perhaps they made less than their spouse um, and they needed to stay home with the kids because who's going to stay home and and make sure the kids were, were getting their education or they had to switch to part-time. Single moms, it hit them terribly because they're single moms trying to make money. They, they have kids to raise. We're now at home and so they have to give up their work to do this. So I found that financially uh, women were really being dinged harder than anyone else. Um, and then we started getting calls. I was getting calls and it was up to one, two, three a week uh, from different women who had been recommended to contact um, Books in Line by their mediators, by lawyers, by friends, by their mothers who were saying, you need to call these people and they'll help you. Um, I had women calling to say, I had one woman call me. She said her mediator had sent her to us, I guess people had started to hear about us. And she said, um, I, I was talking with my mediator and she says that my husband and I, we just split up a few months ago. She says, but the mediator says I have to get my taxes done for the last five years. She says, but my husband's been doing my taxes. And this was on a Friday. This is why it sits so heavily on my head, in my head. And I said to her, do you have any children? She says, yes, I have three small children. I gave up my job six years ago to raise our three kids. And, uh, and I said, I think most likely what has happened in this case is that your husband has been filing his taxes, saying that he's a single dad, that you're separated, and saying that the three children are with him and he's been collecting the Canada Child Tax Benefit. So she started to cry immediately. And I was like, this is why, again, I remember I said, let's, I'll tell you what, let's speak again on Monday. Let's take a few days and then we'll talk again on Monday and then we can come up with a plan. So over the weekend, she spoke to her soon-to-be ex-husband and she said, is this what happened? And what he told her was 
and this happens all the time. I'd really like people to listen to this part. He told her, yes, I did claim that we were separated, but no, I didn't claim the kids. That's a lie. Uh, no, I didn't claim the kids. I did claim we were separated for the last five years. And you also have to say we were separated for the last five years or we're going to get audited. This is oh. a very common threat, just so everyone knows. And the CRA knows about this threat. The Canada Revenue Agency and down in the States, the IRS also knows about this threat. If you do this, you're going to get audited. I'll call the IRS or I'll call the CRA and I'll report you and you'll get audited. This is not true. This happens all the time. And these tax agencies are well aware of it. So when she called me, to, when I, we spoke on the Monday and she told me this, I said, no. I said, if you lie to the Canada Revenue Agency and you say that you were separated when you were not, because the child tax benefit is much higher for someone who's separated or single than, than a married couple. I said, if you go and you lie to the Canada Revenue Agency and say that you were actually separated when you weren't, that's fraud. And you can get in very big trouble for that. You're not going to get audited because you're telling the truth. So we did her taxes for those five years where she was the primary caregiver. It was very clear because he was working, had a job. She was home raising three children. The child tax benefit was all supposed to be going to her. He was audited. And he had to repay it all back. So that, and it was given to her five years worth wow. of child tax benefit. So we kept seeing over and over again different types of abuse, women who needed to leave the relationship for so many different reasons. And um, a lot of it, of course, were in the accounting field was for financial reasons. There was a ton of financial abuse. I had another case where a woman called me and she says, you know, my husband and I were, were really having a hard time right now. It's not going well. He wants me to sign on for a home equity line of credit. That's an extra loan on top of your house mortgage for $400,000. And I said, let me tell you what's going to happen. If you sign on, because it always takes the two signatures. If you sign on for this $400,000 HELOC home equity line of credit, he can take that whole $400,000, leave, go to Costa Rica if he wants, and you are responsible for paying that $400,000. Wow. So this is something I'd really like to get across to everyone. If you're co-signing with another person, understand that you are responsible for whatever that loan is. If it's a credit card and they skip out, you are responsible for paying the entire credit card, any bank loan. I had a girl who wanted to leave her boyfriend. So he had said, um, can you sign for me to get this car? Because I need to work. But I've had a bankruptcy. So I can't get the loan. Will you sign for the loan? So she signed for the loan for the car. But only his name was on the car. So she's like, I, but I want to leave him. I'm like, that's fine. But he'll if he mm -hmm. stops paying that car loan, you have to pay it. So if you're going to sign on for someone else, for their car, their truck, something else, make sure that your name is on there too. So you also own it. And then you have the option of selling it if you need to, mm -hmm. for example. So I, there was so much of this different kinds of abuse and we were getting so many calls. So we opened up a once a week free Zoom meeting. Uh, one week it's during the day, one week it's during the evening. All cameras are off. 
nobody's names. You can just put up any two initials you want if you like. Completely 100% confidential where you can ask any questions you want. You can ask them verbally or you can type them in the chat and we will answer them as best we can. And of course, we, we really um, focus on especially financial, making sure your credit stays intact. People don't understand when they're going through divorce, your credit is everything. If you ever wanna qualify afterwards for a home for you and your kids or just yourself, for a car, for a truck, for anything, you have to have good credit. And uh, on that note, if you're considering leaving a relationship, one of the things I recommend starting to do is if you have any joint debt, especially credit card debt, say you have a credit card and it's $5,000, both your names are on it, start to pay it down. I suggest weekly, by the way, even $20 a week, anything like that. Then you call the credit card company to lower, lower the limit. Get that paid down. Keep lowering the limit so that your name is off of that credit card with that other person. Do not sign anything, anything, unless you've had it checked out first. Try to have your own credit card with your own name on it and make sure that you have that so that you can use it if you need it and don't let anyone else have access to it. So credit's a very big deal. I have people trying to get a house and they can't because their credit's ruined. Right, so you have to take responsibility for yourself financially. And that can be very frightening, especially for women. I find that they, they just, oh, I'll just leave my finances to my spouse. Honestly, I think it's because a lot of women just don't have time. They're like, oh mm -hmm. my God, I'm working. I'm doing this with the kids. I'm doing this. I'm running around. Da, da, da. Okay. You do the taxes. You take care of the bills. You do this. Please keep on top of your own financial. You don't have to know everything inside out and backwards, but at least have someone trustworthy, someone like me, someone who knows what they're doing when it comes to taxes, someone who can advise you, go to the bank, ask their advice to make sure that your credit stays intact, that you're not signing on with someone else for something that you don't want to, because then you're responsible for that loan. It's really important to understand just your basic finances. That's incredible, Shailene. Like, wow, there is so much value. And I would like to unpack it a little bit in spots that um, I wanted to mention, even when you're renting your credit check, even if you aren't buying, your That's credit right. score is also very important. And mm -hmm. having that credit card in your own name mm -hmm. will become part of your exit plan, your emergency right. plan that mm -hmm. you at least have a way to pay for the necessities right. when you leave. Yeah. And to improve your credit, keep your longest credit card open with you, just your name on it. Your long, Cause if you show I've had a credit card for the last 10 years with this much on it, that that's better than I've had this one credit card for six months. If you're choosing which credit card to keep your longest credit card gives you better credit. Great tip. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Now in your book, you mm -hmm. talk about far more than just the finances. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about your book. Mm -hmm. So this is my book. I call it Divorce Self-Defense for Women. I have the Canadian version and the American version because the tax stuff is different. What I've done is in the first three chapters, I, I talk about actual real cases of people that I've spoke with and, and worked with and coached. Um, and I talk about how to prepare if you're considering leaving a relationship whether it's whether there's abuse or not how to start to prepare to do that have i always say have a go bag and that's your emergency i need to grab this bag and i need to run um 
anything to do with your kids, medication, a change of clothes, a credit card, prepaid cell phone, and make sure it's charged. Uh, you can keep this in the trunk of your car, keep it at a friend's house, keep it at your mom's house. Um, <clears throat> anything that you're going to need a spare set of house keys. That's another thing. You might need mm -hmm. that spare set of house keys if you need to get in later on. Uh, clothes for yourself. Um, financial papers. Grab what you can as far as make sure you have copies of financial papers, your social insurance number, health cards. Um so I, I talk about having that emergency kind of stuff that you need, but it goes more than that. So this is just your, the go bag is if you need to leave immediately and quickly, and you're not necessarily in a safe situation. So um, I talk about, uh, so that's the, the first three chapters is what, how to prepare. So if, if it's a little bit safer, it's not that you're in dire straits. Also, if you're considering like, this is not a healthy relationship, this is not going to work for me, I want you to start to take copies of bank statements, credit card statements, your mortgage statement, um, any kind of insurance, investments, start to make sure that you have copies of everything and put it somewhere else, put it at your office, put it in a safety deposit box in a separate bank. I always say open up a bank account mm -hmm. at a completely separate bank. Um, I have one woman whose husband did not every single cent she had to account for. So what she was doing was on when she went to get groceries, she'd get $20 on every grocery bill because he never really looked at the, he'd just say a oh, grocery bill for two ninety eight or whatever it was. And she'd get $20 every time so that she'd then have that $20 to put in that other bank account. Uh, that was the only way that she could do it. Um, so start to collect all of that important paperwork that you might need. Copies of the kids' birth certificates. I would get those out of the house immediately. Other things, keepsakes. If you're in a, you know, even if you're in the nicest relationship and you think this would never happen, no one would ever hurt me, you never know what someone's going to do when they realize you're actually going to leave them. You never know how someone's going to act. If you have keepsakes, uh, pictures of your family, pictures of your mother, something your mother gave you, uh, collectibles, fa family heirlooms. I have a woman who she had a, a baptismal dress from when she was a baby. She was baptized in a dress. She had it wrapped up and put away in the closet. Uh, she did not have children with her husband. She ended up leaving her husband. He shredded it into pieces because what he said to her was, if you're not going to have a child with me, no one else is going to be wearing this baptismal dress. Your child, with someone else, is not wearing this dress. So anything that has some kind of meaning to you, walk around your house, videotape everything. That's another one. Go around, videotape everything that's in the house. Get the pictures on the wall, anything that you have in the house. So you can say, wait a minute, this was there. And if someone says, no, no, it wasn't there. Yeah, it was. I have it all on video. You make sure you have everything on video. Go through and think, see, what does this mean to me? I look around my house, for example, there's a picture of my mother. That would go. Not that it's going to, <laughs> but I'm just giving yeah. examples. So go around your house and start to quietly take out those things that you think somehow could hurt you. Um, so that's, that's if you're really thinking, okay, now I need to get myself in a position where I'm going to be able to leave when I'm ready to leave. One of the things that you and I spoke about, Dina, make sure you tell someone and you should definitely tell someone. It's not, you, there's nothing to be embarrassed about to say this relationship is not working. 
or I'm an abusive relationship, or this person calls me stupid all the time. And I'm realizing now that that's not right. Um, you know, you have people eventually get to the point where they're going, wait a minute, this is actually is not right. This especially happens with women. And I'm sure you know this as well, Dina, when they have children, mm-hmm. once they have children, even if they're being abused, if it looks like someone might actually then hit their kids, their kids get start to grow up and get to a certain age. So many women go, oh, no, no, no. You, you, you know, if you're going to hit me, that's fine. But nobody's touching my kids. And that can be your TSN turning point. I see that quite often. So in uh, the one more thing about safety and security that I want to talk about that's very timely is I have clients who have found on their cell phones, they found tracking apps. They're like, I don't know how he knows where I am all the time. And the other thing is the air tags for luggage. I have one woman who found an air tag her husband had put in the car seat, the baby car seat underneath. That's where she found it. Another woman knew she was being tracked. She went to the police. She said, something's going on. My ex-husband knows where I am all the time. They went through the car for her, and it was under her spare tire in the back in the trunk. They found the air tag. So if you think someone is following me, how do they always know where I am? Take your phone to somewhere where they can check it for you, one of those techie stores. Look through your car for air tags. It's it's amazing what can happen now, unfortunately. And the other thing is um, OnStar. Do you know if OnStar is in your spouse's name and not yours, they won't turn it off? Like they Mm. will not turn off. OnStar will refuse to turn off their tracking. You have to fight for it. Just say, wait a minute, but this is my car. Yeah, but it's all, you know, the OnStar is under your husband's name and they won't and you have to fight them for it. It's a very big deal right now because a lot of women are being tracked because they can't get the OnStar off their car. Mm Mm-hmm or they won't stop the tracking on it. So I cover a lot of this in my book. And then I talk about different stories. If you're self-employed, make sure you collect all your receipts. We have a lot of clients who are self-employed and their spouses have taken all the receipts. I had one gentleman who told his wife, you can have these receipts, but you come home first or else you're not having any of them. And they were bankers boxes worth of her work. She was going to lose everything. How would she do her taxes? She didn't have all this information. And he was like, no, you come home and then you can have all this. That was what he said. Um, uh, I always say, make sure you get your income taxes completed and make sure it's by someone you trust. Um, I've seen people say, oh, you know, make sure you just stay with the same tax person. No, that's Mm -hmm. not true. Uh -uh. I have one woman who her husband's best friend was doing their taxes no, no, you have someone else do your taxes. You take your taxes to, to another person who can do your taxes. You don't have to do them together. There's no reason you have to do them together at all. That's good advice. Uh, yeah, that's good. And then again, you can talk to a credit specialist. There's lots of them out there and lots of them actually work for free. They're with the government. And uh, then I finish off, You know, if you're going through divorce, decide is it that you need a lawyer or do you need a mediator? If it's a situation with violence, I would go to a lawyer. If it's a situation with narcissism, I would certainly go to a lawyer. Otherwise, if you think you can work things out, you can speak with a mediator and uh, track everything. Track the time you're spending with your kids. I have lots of uh, situations where where um, they go to a mediator and the husband's like, well, I, I take care of the kids most of the time because they don't want to pay the, the support. There's a huge red flag, by the way. If your spouse is encouraging you to work more, 
right? Because they want you to work more because you're making more money. If they're suddenly interested in taking the kids to the doctor's office or the dentist's office or dropping them off at school or daycare and they never did before, that's a huge red flag that this person is trying to set themselves up so that if you split up, they don't want to pay you as much in support, even though you may have been the primary caregiver the whole lives of these kids. Another little thing. And I finish off the book with empowering yourself. You've managed to get out of a relationship. You need to find yourself again. We all get lost in a relationship when you because you're used to being with another person. So how do you find yourself again? And I suggest things like working out, obviously speaking with a counselor, even a grief counselor, because that relationship is over. It's ended unexpectedly, perhaps. So a grief counselor is a great person to speak to. Uh, draw a vision board. Join a gym where there's classes and other people and like-minded people. Volunteer. So there's lots of ways that you can start to just come back to who you are. You're going to be a different person, but it'll be you. And just healing, 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 self-care. This is I'm saying this almost more for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of for me. We all need to practice more self-care. Every single one of us. I find, especially women, we give and give and give and give. And it's like, whoa, you really have to take care of yourself and take time for yourself. Thank you. I love how all-encompassing and, and the, that you've got information and a journey as well. Mm -hmm. From how to prepare to get out, how to get out, what you need, what you should be considering, Yep. If, uh, you know, what, what route to take, what are some yep. things you maybe haven't even thought of and mm -hmm. all the way then to coming out healing and yes. discovering, rediscovering, yep. reacquainting yep. with yourself and taking care of yourself. Exactly. It's a process. This is a process. It's, it's, it's not that something that happens in one day, it's like, okay, wait a minute. This might not be working for any reason. It might not even just be like, I don't, we're not in love anymore. We've become mm -hmm. friends over, it could be any reason. Um, and it's just a process of making sure, okay, let's just make sure all these, you know, these check boxes are ticked and make sure that we remember all these things because you don't want to be out afterwards and go, oh no, I forgot to collect all this paperwork about all of our investments. I have no idea what our investments are. I hear that all the time. So it's just a process of making sure that, not that you're taking advantage of another person, you're just making sure that you're taking care of yourself. And often in the case of women, you're taking care of yourself and your kids. That's all. You're not trying to hurt someone else or take advantage of someone else. You're just making sure you have all of the information. Yes. So yeah. that justice is served and that you are now free and safe and yep. you have the means if it's available. Yes. That yes. you are. Yeah. Um, it's yours. Like you, yes. you are entitled to that. That is, that That's is yours. Right. And exactly. So your book, Shailene, uh, sounds like it should be about this thick, <laughs> but it's not. You've, you've put this into yeah. an easily digestible yeah. reference. And book. I've got check marks and here's lists so that you remember to do everything. This is probably like a good 10 books in one, but it's a good one to it's a good one to start because it says at the end of the chapter, okay, did you do this, 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 you know, open a separate bank account, do this, collect this paperwork, collect your keepsakes. If you're going to sell, sell your house, perhaps you and your spouse have decided it's time to part ways and you're going to sell your home. You should each have your own realtor. You don't share a realtor. You each 
even though the realtor will try to convince you mm -hmm. that they can do the best for both of you. That is not true. It's very different. You should each have your own realtor who represents your interests and this person's interests, not mm -hmm. one realtor for both. Yeah. Um, I actually have learned a lot about that recently on one on a podcast. I interviewed someone and she was amazing. She explained exactly why you should have your own realtor. And I really do agree with that very yes. much. Yeah, mm -hmm. you definitely see those advantages. Mm -hmm. So you have also weekly confidential Zoom meetings yep. where people yes, can do. come in. And all of the links will be shared in the show notes for people Absolutely. to be able to just click right on that and check mm -hmm. it out. Do they register ahead of time? How does that work, Shailene? You can register ahead of time if you want. We include the Zoom link. We'll send you the Zoom link. Everything is confidential. We don't share anything with anyone. We will put it out so that people will see it and you can click on it and, and go ahead. Uh, if you're interested in the book, it's it's on Amazon. Um, if you can't afford it, let us know. We're not doing this to make money. I'm not doing this is this is to help other people. This is general, like genuinely to help people. So uh, I've sent it out a lot of uh, the shelters across Canada um, and the victim services. They have tons of tons of my books just because it's it's very um, organized. Start here and let's go through this way. So it, I think it helps people when they're maybe. Uh, you know, there's so much going on in your head when you're in a bad situation or you're in a relationship that you know is not going to last. I think there's so much going on that sometimes it's nice to have something that's very, okay, step by step by step yes. by step. Yes, mm -hmm. because so we don't miss anything. In chaos, yeah, survival yes. mode in many cases. You also yes. have a podcast and yes. you also have a website. What can we find on the website when people click that? Um, well, we have the Books in Line website. Most of my everything to do with divorce self-defense you can find on Facebook. I also have, uh, you'll, you'll get the um, email address for divorce self-defense um, for the American and the Canadian side of it. And uh, anyone who would like any assistance in any way, you can send us an email, send us a message, come come on to our Zoom meeting. Again, everything's confidential. We don't share anything with anyone. We want to make sure everyone is 100% protected. Fantastic. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all that you're doing, though, more than anything, for how you are helping women, taking from your experiences to help and support yeah. others and educate and encourage. They aren't alone. And you're yes. one of the many people who are out in the world ready to support them and, and help yep. them. No, there's thank lots you. of us. <laughs> I thank you as well for shedding light on the financial abuse and giving us yeah. some examples because mm -hmm. many don't realize it until they do hear that type of an example. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. So be careful, amazing. don't sign anything. <laughs> That's my big rule. What would thank you very much, Dina? Thank you. Go ahead. What, uh, what would you like to leave the audience with? Do you have what's your go-to if you had one thing that you could share with someone? If I had one thing, I would, first of all, honestly say, don't sign anything. Even if someone is saying, you have to sign this. My lawyer says you have to sign this. Uh, if you don't sign this, we're going to get in trouble with the, the IRS. Do not sign anything until you speak with someone that you trust. Mm. You know, not, not a shared accountant or anything like that. Or, you know, uh, your spouse's brother's a lawyer. Uh-uh. No, no. <laughs> you do not sign any well if you sign this it'll be better for both of us because uh, here's a perfect example i have a uh, um a gentleman who said well you know i want to i want to open this business but i can't open this corporation because uh, i claim bankruptcy but we 
And so his accountant actually said to his wife, well, we can just open the corporation up in your name. This is a huge mistake because now she was working full-time and a full-time student, both, both. And he was running a corporation making over 200,000, which was all in her name. He left the relationship. Now she has to go through and prove through the taxes that it's not all of her income. And it's for two years, $400,000 in income. And he's saying it's not his, that it's hers. And she has to pay the taxes on 400,000. So do not agree to anything like that. Make sure that whoever you're speaking to is someone that you trust, that you know, that someone that your mother or your best friend has advised you to speak to, not to someone else. Um, just don't sign anything because financial and financial, anything financial can carry on for years and years and years. And that's the last thing that you want. You don't want to deal with a tax agency for seven years. You don't want to have bad credit for seven years. Just don't sign anything until you've spoken to someone. If you're not sure, send us a message. Send us an email saying, hey, you know what? This person's asked me to do this. Should I do this? We'll let you know. We'll let you know how to protect yourself. Always, no matter how great and healthy your relationship may seem, and I'm sure in most cases they are very healthy, but always be aware that things can go wrong. Always be aware that things can go wrong. Make sure both names are on, on a bank account. What if something, you have a shared bank account? What if you don't? I have many senior women who their husbands have passed away, but only the husband's name was on the account because th that's the way it used to be. Mm -hmm. So they have a seven, eight week minimum, sometimes three month stretch with no access to money. And this can break them because they have no access to money. They have a mortgage payment, groceries, everything else. But because their name wasn't on the bank account, they don't have that access until finally everything is settled with the estate. And then, yes, it all goes to his wife. So make sure that you are protected and make sure your name is on a joint bank account to pay the bills. Great advice. To pay your, your mutual bills. It isn't always top of mind. It's where am I no. going to live? How, no. you know, how can I be safe? Right. They eventually, you know, you eventually get to the finance process, but you yes. have so many assumptions that it's, well, it, you think it's just going yeah. to be a certain way. And then reality hits and you're in dire yeah. straits. Yes. And it can happen very, very quickly. It can literally happen overnight. And you don't want to be in that situation. You always want to have some money, some access to some money somewhere in case you need it for a number of different reasons. So mm -hmm. yes, make sure that you have some finance, make sure you have some money set aside for yourself in case you need it for anything. And this is for everyone. And uh, don't sign anything until you know for sure. Awesome. You thank you. Thank you very much for being here. Dina, thank you so much for having me as a guest. Thank you. My pleasure. I hope you found that conversation insightful, encouraging, and also a reminder to all of us that what we see isn't always as it appears. People are going through a lot of things in their lives and we would want that compassion shared to us and that is something that we can offer to others without judgment. Instead, be curious and, and reach out, reach in, figure out a way that you can make someone's day a little better and it might just start with a smile. I thank you very much for spending your time with me here today and I encourage you to please subscribe to the podcast, follow us on social media, 
check out our events. We have lots of ways that we can help you or someone that you love. Share this with a friend. If there's someone that you know could benefit from this and hey, keep smiling that beautiful smile because the world really does need your sunshine. It means a lot that you spend this time with us and meet our experts and professionals who can help you through whatever life changes you're facing. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, lifechangesmag.com. The link is in the show notes. Our disclaimer, Divorce Magazine Canada, Life Changes Magazine and Channel and Divorce Resource Groups are intended to educate and provide quality, credible resource information. The contents should not be used as factual until consultation with the appropriate professionals for any guidance. Divorce Magazine Canada, Life Changes Magazine, Life Changes Channel, as well as the Divorce Resource Groups, do not constitute endorsements for, nor liability for any claims made in the presenting of this information.